What up, what up? Welcome to Maggie and Pearl off on what is going to be a jam-packed Monday. We'll get to my tears a little bit later on in the show, but we got to start off with the Dallas Cowboys because as good as Dak Prescott played against Tampa Bay Pearl off, it maybe wasn't as bad as he could have possibly played against San Francisco. But if we are doling out blame for why the Cowboys are sitting at home and the San Francisco 49ers are moving on to play your Philadelphia Eagles, Dak Prescott has to take a serious amount for what we saw yesterday. Wait, wait. So you came out of that Cowboys-Niners game, and the story is not that the 49ers have Mr. Irrelevant and they're an awesome story and they're the best defense we've seen in years. It's that Dak ruin this game in the Cowboys. Well, We're yeah, going to win yeah, otherwise. Yeah. No, that too, but we have that, plenty of time. Too. I'm we, not hearing that too anyway. <laughs> we have plenty of time to praise the 49ers because they're moving on. They're going to the link. They're going to play your Philadelphia Eagles. We can talk about Brock Purdy. We can start writing the screenplay for the Brock Purdy movie, but the Cowboys are going home. So we have to pause on them for a moment because that game was 19 to 12. Yep. It zero margin for error, and the Cowboys knew that going in. Right. The defense played very well. What was the difference in that game? That was two Dak Prescott interceptions and a couple really boneheaded plays. They left mm. so many. They left points out on the field, Perloff, and if they had played a more buttoned-up game, they're winning and they're moving on. I don't know if that's true. First of all, I mean, the kicker was a huge problem. The Tony Pollard injury was a massive, massive problem. Yeah. But I'm I'm watching all the shows today and hearing all the sports talk radio. It's all Dak blew it against the Niners. Are we forgetting the Niners have won 12 in a row and their defense is amazing and they had two extra days of rest and the game was in San Francisco and Dak has not one competent receiver to throw to other than CeeDee Lamb? I'm sorry, everyone says Patrick Mahomes and, and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen would have thrived in this situation. Dak is in a no-win situation. This team around him is so flawed, but everyone looks at Dak. Okay, flawed, like, here's my thing. C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott definitely have a good connection, and Lamb, I thought, had a good game over 100 yards receiving. Like, he had a a good game. But Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup have not been on the same page all season long. That cannot be happening in the divisional round. That's something that has to be fixed before you get to this point. The ghost of Michael Gallup (laughs) and the post-ACL Michael Gallup with one good game? running the right way and who's, who's jumping the nine wrong feet or who's jumping three seconds consistently before the ball gets there all season long okay who's hitching three times before he throws the ball who's and that's getting, Dak Prescott wait Maggie were you under a pass rush from Nick Bosa you know how many times Dak got sacked on Sunday zero one time one time it wasn't really a sack he was trying to escape the pocket it got caught from behind so he was under complete pressure but still got rid of the ball kept the offense moving I've seen San Francisco break the hearts of other offenses. Dak at least kept them in it. This was not an easy job going against Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and Armstead and all these big guys. And then his weapons completely fell apart on him. Or maybe he fell apart a bit too. Those those two interceptions, I mean, he's trying to force a ball on a second and two, mind you, when you're at the San Francisco 18. Why are you forcing a ball to C.D. Lamb, who's being covered by two of the best defenders, not just on the 49ers, but maybe in the whole league in Jimmy Ward and Fred Warner? Why would you ever do something like that? Well, there's one obvious reason he did it. 
There's only one human being on that field that he could throw to on Sunday, and that was CeeDee Lamb. There was no one else who wasn't going to screw him over. Like the first interception, and Michael Gallup, who ran his route, then just completely, I don't know what he was doing when the quarterback pushed him to the side and ran up uh, moving forward as Gallup was supposed to do. So he only trusted CeeDee Lamb, so he was looking for CeeDee Lamb. And everyone is ignoring the pressure that was on Dak the okay. entire game. He was under so much pressure. Everyone's like, why didn't he uh, Why didn't he lead CeeDee Lamb 83 yards away from the line of scrimmage? Because he couldn't step into anything <laughs> because D'Amico Ryan is a Niners defense coordinator out-thought Kellen Moore the entire game and had pressure on Dak from the get-go. Okay, well, that's true. But he also had time enough to hitch multiple times while he's looking for God knows what. He had plenty of time oh, to get hang out in there. Plenty and, of time? Okay, no And also, way. here's this. If you only have one good receiver or one receiver that you can really rely on, yeah. and then Tony Pollard leaves the game in the second quarter, yeah. I, no doubt that those were two bad things for the offense. I'm sorry, is... Mahomes have the high ankle sprain, or does Dak Prescott? Is he allergic to using his legs? There were a couple runs there. He had a really nice one that almost got to the end zone before he kind of, like, you know, bailed out. But I understand why. Why was he not able to run in the entire second half? Like Because, he's, because the Niners, Fred Warner is some sort of superhuman cheat code. He runs <laughs> at 75 miles an hour, and Bosa runs 100 miles an hour, and Epibam, and all these guys. Yeah, I, I think that was a function of the 49ers, and Dak hasn't been a runner in a long time. The other thing, let's talk about the running back situation. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously the Niners know what's going on. They, they knew that Dak was going to have to drop back a lot because Ezekiel Elliott could have a hole that leads to any normal running back would get a 20-yard gain, and he would go for three yards. Yeah. Maybe he, he really should, looks spent. You know, maybe he should take, I thought this, why don't you take the visor oh, I like, off? I like the visor. <laughs> no, it looks cool, but maybe you can't see. Like, <laughs> maybe, you know, it's like not getting to be nighttime in San Francisco. Maybe, you know, you're not like seeing the ground or something. Oh, man, there was so many. There was so much space for him to run. I felt like there was one where he went outside, and you could see him get tired. It was like a three-yard gain, and yeah. he ran out of steam about halfway through. I think this to make this about Ezekiel Elliott, though, and I, I understand oh, you where Pollard went a, down. Ten carries for twenty-six yards. You don't think so? You can't run the ball against San Francisco. Okay, but why not designed runs for Dak? You, okay, so you want to so go back to your answer is a designed QB run? Hey, try to win the game is my answer. Like if you want to go back to two years ago where his leg got broken by Logan Ryan and he doesn't want to run anymore, then that takes away a massive thing that Prescott can do. He's big. He's strong. He should be able to run. That's not what we say. The guy the quarterback should be running. That's that's not the key to long-term success in the NFL. Okay, well, you're trying to – not long-term success. How about t- success last night when you're in a close game, you're know. tied at halftime, and you just had your best running back and your best maybe all-around weapon be- besides Lamb goes down. You might have to improvise a little bit. You might have to do some things you don't want to do. Debo Samuel didn't want to take the ball out of the backfield, but he kept doing it last year. Oh, man. The, the Niners' defense is hard to run on. Just, I thought Daniel Jones was going to run over – all over the Eagles, but yeah. you saw how fast the Eagles defensive linemen they were, were, and they always caught him. San Francisco's defensive linemen are twice as fast as the Eagles defensive linemen. I I, I don't think that's a solution. I, I think the solution, if, if I look at what was wrong here, it's, first of all, it is Dak Prescott. He did screw up. I'm not going to say that he was perfect. He definitely made some big mistakes, but the pressure was a huge problem. They were swarming on him and getting at him really fast, and there's so many plays where Kellen Moore's blocking scheme just seemed like it was in the wrong place at the wrong time, so Dak just had to get rid of the ball. Yeah, I mean, nobody was perfect here, but to put all the blame on Dak Prescott implies that he was captaining some sort of offensive all-star team. 
He wasn't. And what about the short rest? And what about the fact that it was in San Francisco? Okay. And what about you had Nick <laughs> Bosa to deal with? And you <laughs> neutralized Nick Bosa, probably the best defensive player in the NFL. Okay, Mr. Hindsight, because when we sat here on Friday and we're like, hmm, do we really think this is going to be the rest factor is going to be that much of a difference? Like, well, we do, but every player that I see that's getting interviewed says absolutely not. So I can't use it in retrospect and say that was the difference. And listen, if you want to sprinkle a little blame with Mike McCarthy and the clock management at the end, I don't know if it would have helped, but they wait, did wait, end wait. up Cl- burning 30 seconds oh, off of the on. punt. Listen, they got <laughs> they got a gift that Elijah Mitchell, for some reason, ran out of bounds. It gave them an extra play when they should have burned a timeout, I thought, but from when Dak gets sacked to when they end up eventually punting the ball. They lost 30 seconds there when they could have had all three well, of those how long were they? They didn't lose a whole 30 seconds because they would have had to take some time to get the punt unit on. No, but they got – well, it – San Francisco ended up, you know, kind of taking a little bit of time with their personnel. Maybe they lost 15 seconds, because it's going to take you 15 seconds to run the punt unit on. I mean, maybe they were a little slow, but that's definitely not where the game was lost. Well, if you, I'm just saying, if you don't want this all to be on deck, well, I guess you could sprinkle a little around to Mike McCarthy. I'll tell you where I would sprinkle. I would not put any on the defense, that's I for sure. Put, the Dallas I, defense played great. The Dallas defense was great. I would put this on the GM. Jerry? Uh, yes, I think that... I'm sorry, and I've been back and forth on this. You really shouldn't have let Amari Cooper walk. I think the weapons around Dak were yeah, terrible. Yeah, you called Amari Cooper washed at the time. Just yeah, FYI. you got lucky that Tony Pollard came out of nowhere this year because your running back is not good. Ezekiel Elliott's not good. And you should not have let this kicker thing hover over the team. You should have cut that guy and started off someone completely different because it was such a huge factor of the first half. It was an overwhelming factor. Okay, he. Okay. And first of all, Dak never would have thrown that first pick if it was a normal team and they had just kicked the field goal. Okay, it was definitely a problem. And the, the extra point that gets blocked, I agree with what they said on the broadcast. It was probably going wide left anyway. <laughs> yeah. That thing looked like a knuckleball. He was like, whoa. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, somebody cross-eyed look, looking at that thing. It was bizarre. But anyway, that gets blocked. But I thought the craziest thing about this Brett Maher situation that did not get nearly enough play is why was he still good kicking field goals but couldn't kick the extra point. This is the most bizarre case of the yips I've ever seen in my life. Who only has the yips from the starting tee and not in the fairways? Like, it's it's oh, crazy to me. Not really. But you think about a guy, it, a lot of guys have free throw yips, which is the, the easiest shot in basketball. Same phenomenon. I know, but no, but it's the same exact thing. It's a snap, it's a hold, and yeah, a kick. Whether it's on it's an extra point or a field goal. But he's nailing a 43-yarder later in the game. Yeah, like, but That makes no sense. Once it's in your head, it's in your head. And also, too, they... They clearly were afraid to run him out for a field goal as well. This is not this is not good when you do not know what your kicker is going to do in the divisional round of the playoffs. But there is so much that went wrong. I, I I will agree. You didn't even say this. Cowboys should have came out of the first half with a with a good lead, three points, seven points, ten points. Yeah. Once they did that, their defense got tired in the second half, and San Francisco seemed with a ten minute drive that just killed the Cowboys. But I don't know. Dak is not alone. And everybody in Dallas, they want to get what you want to get rid of Dak now. Is that where where no, we're going? No, but I can understand being frustrated with them because yeah. you're seven years in the league, and Brock Purdy is a rookie. And if you had just told the person, an alien who landed from outer space, who's the better quarterback, they would have said Purdy. And Purdy didn't even play like in an amazing game. Well, yeah, but, but if you put moments. Dak in a Niners uniform yesterday and Purdy in a Cowboys uniform, the, the Niners would have eaten Purdy for lunch. No, they would no, no, have no, destroyed no. him. It's the decision making. It doesn't no, matter that, what uniform he's in. That's because Purdy had way more time, and I. He didn't even have a lot of time, but no, no. If, if Purdy was the Cowboys quarterback last night and Dak was the Niners, it would have been 31 to 7. It Look would have been a repeat saying. of the Bucks game. Dak's a 40 
million dollar quarterback who's seven years in the league. Of course he should look better than Purdy. Obviously he should, and he didn't. No, no, no. I'm, that's because of the team around on, him. On either uniform. Now, if Dak was throwing Ayuk and Debo and McCaffrey, oh, man, he would have. He would have thrown a pick. Oh, my. If he just <laughs> you had. You bet it, and you were right. You if bet he had that, just that had McCaffrey good. on his side. Yeah. Oh, I think the Cowboys win by two touchdowns. I mean, they had nothing. What were they going to do? I didn't think McCaffrey was like, you know, he was good on the touchdown. That was pretty. But McCaffrey, like, wasn't even – Elijah Mitchell took over in the second half. Will you agree? Name one unit on the Cowboys other than quarterback where the Cowboys had an edge. Just one one little thing that they had an edge on. Nothing. The Niners had an edge at every single position group on both sides of the ball. I know the Cowboys have some good parts, but the Niners have a better offensive line, a way better defensive line. I'm Mike, I, I don't know if you count them as part of the line. Yeah. They have much better linebackers. Uh, the secondary is kind of a wash. Trayvon Diggs forgot how to play football, apparently. <laughs> he wanted... I, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. tell what happened with the Kittle thing. Like, he is coming in yeah. with his shoulder... Kittle's bobbling the ball. It's going off his head, his elbow. Like, basically, like, the, the the guy selling beer in the front row. Like, that ball went everywhere and then finally lands in his hands. And Diggs just sort of missed him. Yeah, well, what about four plays later when Diggs got hit in the stomach with the ball and dropped it? I yeah. mean, well, he both sides him. dropped interceptions. Yeah, but I mean, he's that could have had Diggs. two more. He's Trayvon Diggs. He's supposed to get that. I, I think the Cowboys really did not have an edge over the Niners anywhere. And especially... To come into that situation with no kicker is even worse. <laughs> There's just a lot of problems with Dallas. To put it all on Dak is a mistake to me. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, are you with Perloff that Dak Prescott is getting too much of the blame today? Or are you with me, which is the blame goes on his shoulders? I mean, if you want to add some other people into it, sure. You got someone else you want to add? Mike McCarthy, a little Kellen Moore? I think Dan Quinn pretty much skates today. He's now off getting head coaching interviews. and I think the defense played well. Oh, defense was great. Yeah, yeah Dan Quinn did a good job. I think Kellen Moore got outcoached big time. Well, and that wouldn't be the first time. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Dak Prescott now has the same number of postseason wins as Brock Purdy. Let that sink in. We want to hear from you. Of oh, course, we're on wait, a wait, wait. <laughs> Brock Purdy's win percentage compared to Josh Allen's win percentage. Let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about how many more wins does Brock Purdy have Listen, than Lamar Jackson, you're gonna, your guy Lamar Jackson in the postseason. You're going to have plenty of time. We're all going to have plenty of time to dissect the Bills. We can, we're all going to get in and get our licks in on yeah, Josh yeah, yeah. Allen in Buffalo. Because but that don't was give a me that Brock no Purdy has as many wins. Because Brock Purdy has as many wins as more wins than Lamar Jackson. That's all <laughs> I have to say. And Lamar wants $400 million. So. <laughs> He's probably going to get it. 855-212-4CBS. Of course, we're on across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We are on the free Odyssey app. And we are also... Streaming live right now. You want to see our faces? Let's do it. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You can click on the live button there, and there we are. Here we appear. Come and join the chats already up and going. See you guys on the phones. Get to you in just a moment. Coming up, whose head coach will roll after divisional round loss? We'll get to that as well. So much to do, and we want to hear from you. Again, 855-212-4CBS. This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free, all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Man, Twitter is wants Dak Prescott either released or traded 
here's my trade. Just I know we, we're going to break it down. We're going to hear your thoughts on the Cowboys. 855-212-4227. Here's my trade for Wait, Dak. wait. You, you're, you're saying you think Dak Prescott is getting way too much blame way today. Way too much blame. Yet uh, here's a trade yes. to get ship his butt out of town. Okay. Yes, here's okay. the trade. Send him to Seattle where he can throw to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and have a sick running game with Ken Walker. And then Dak will just kill it and bring Geno Smith to Dallas, who actually will be okay in Dallas. But I think Dak is getting unfairly judged here. And I think Dak would probably be, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he'd be good anywhere. So everyone just loves to blame him for the Cowboys. And the other thing everyone's saying, why would the Cowboys want Geno Smith? Well, I just apparently, according to Twitter, they Dak Prescott's the only reason they lost that game. He's the only reason. But the other thing too is Dak. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is Dak. He just throws interceptions." Dak's never thrown interceptions. He threw fifteen this year. Maybe something was going on with his health because his whole entire career, he's had a great TD to interception differential. Great. Well, he, fifteen, and don't forget, in twelve games. Right, but this is not who he's. He was thirty-seven and ten the year before that. 30 and 11, 22 and 8. He's been a really clean quarterback. So, by nature, he's a clean quarterback. There was more going on this year. I think if it was an injury beyond the one that kept him out for four games, I think we would know by now. 855 2124 CBS, 855 2124 227. Today's about you guys, Cowboys fans. We'll get to some of the other games as well. But we start off with Dak Prescott and Big Dave in Kentucky. Oh, Dave, you were talking a big game on Friday. How are you feeling now? Can I have some time? <laughs> are you all right? <laughs> Yeah, can I have a little time? You, the floor is yours. First, I, I don't know where to start, but let me start with this. McLevin, you got to stop. And you got to stop now or I'm coming there. <laughs> oh, please show up. I'd love it. Listen, if fake takes or flops in college basketball, McLevin, you would be the greatest Duke Blue get Devil to ever play a game. <laughs> Dave, that's first of all, Dak, thank you. Dak Prescott has got to go. When you're talking about maybe it's a health issue that's created these if it is, it's his eyes because <laughs> he missed this was I'm not a Kellen Moore apologist. This game was not on Kellen Moore. There was so many times McLevin, your your take is so fake at six. Wait, there were so many times you guys the, were open. When when did Dak have time to step contract. into those throws, Dave? When was he gonna sit you, back there and find these supposedly open guys, these scrub wide receivers that were supposedly open? You want you want them to sign him to a lifetime contract. I, I mean, and I don't. And I don't. How about you give him a second receiver instead of Noah Brown or Michael No Knee Gallup, who jumps second thing randomly second, at weird times. Second thing, McLovin, that you were wrong about is you said that that it that the, the clock management at the end didn't cost them uh, thirty seconds. So they had to run the punt team out. They had three timeouts. They had three timeouts. That's the question. So Why call a timeout call before a timeout? the punt. No, you're not going to right do that. Right after Dak gets sacked, call the timeout. Yes, well, no, exactly. you call the timeout when they have the ball. That? No, you have to call the timeout I know, but when they, they up, have the ball. But they ended up getting a gift of Elijah Mitchell running out of bounds, which they couldn't have known uh, on the raw, on the the lower side of the two uh, the two minute warning. And so they actually got back an extra where they didn't have to use a timeout with the 49ers calling no, no, a run no, no. play. In they that got, situation, you have to use your timeouts on defense. You cannot use it on offense. You just have to run the punt unit out quicker. Listen, here and listen, here's something else. With the and I'm not putting all the blame on Dak, but Dak's gotta go. In my opinion, Dak's gotta go. He's paid ninety million bucks. He's gotta go. Here's the other thing, and I'm still up for my Lamar Jackson trade. I'm even considering right now Aaron Rodgers. I mean I'm considering I'm considering Aaron Rodgers, but listen. Like it's the, plan the, B. The poor, like they'd have to force the, it on you, Dave. <laughs> all yeah, right, listen, I'll take the, him. The, the, listen, the poor clock management thing is more than just 
poor clock management. To me, it's a microcosm of the shortcomings of our coach because I think that it brings everything else into perspective. I think it's a lot, all the how many penalties did the Cowboys have yesterday? Eight, seven, seven Eight penalties. Yeah, seven. Okay. Anyway, I think it's a microcosm of lack of control. The penalties have got better, but they're still bad. The clock management issues. I mean, all that. I don't think. I think Mike McCarthy's got to go. You know what, Dave? I'll tell you what, Dave. I've been a Cowboys fan since I was a kid in an area that's overwhelmingly dominated by Bengals fans. I've had enough. If they don't blow this thing up, this is breaking news right now. If they don't blow this thing up, I'm done. I'm done with the Cowboys, but I'm done. Man, Dave, I feel the pain that you're going through. It was seven penalties for 50 yards. The 49ers, three penalties. I mean, they played a pretty clean game, and Dave, appreciate it. These are a way better team. (laughs) Well, but they were a way better team. They were a four-point favorite. It's not like they were a seven-and-a-half-point favorite like but your team. But they're a really good team. I mean, we can acknowledge the Niners have won 12 in a row. 12 games in a row. Are I we know. ignoring that? Seven of them with Brock Purdy. Gary is in Jacksonville. That was big, though. Dave threatening to leave the Cowboys fan nation. Gary, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Remember when I said we were going to get old Tom Brady or turnover Dak? Well, we got both within a week. So, <laughs> hey, but, uh, yep. hey, McLovin, Dak's untradeable simply because of his contract, and the Cowboys are just stuck, guys, because with that contract eating up the salary cap, they're not going to get $40, $45 million in dead money on the salary cap. So they're stuck, but it's Gary, really who do you want a quarterback? Gary, stop, stop. Who do you want a quarterback? NFL standards, he's not a young player anymore. Who do you want he's to be the Dallas mistake. Cowboys quarterback? If not Dak Prescott, give me, give me a name. Say you could get rid of Dak this offseason. What are you doing? You can't get rid of Dak because no one's going to take that salary cap problem. Well, I think you could find people. So here's the, the situation with stuck. here's the situation with Prescott and Gary. Appreciate the call, and, and you called it. This is what I can tell, and obviously, you know, NFL contracts. It's like reading hieroglyphics, but from what I can tell is that next year, after 2023, is the potential out for Dak Prescott, where it would cost you about 40 million a dead cap, but you could get out after 2023. Okay, say you did get out. Where are you going? Where's your who's your quarterback? I mean, I don't. sign a free agent. Is that like bring in a Rodgers Brady type? Well, you'd have to trade for Rodgers. Um, well, I mean, after next. Oh, year. after next year. I mean, I guess you see what happens. Guys move around a lot now. You see, Big Dave wants Lamar Jackson. How about Camden, who's in Utah? What's up, Camden? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing excellent. What do you think about Dak Prescott? I mean, last night I'm I'm on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, trade him, trade him, trade him. But like, I mean, after it settled in, I was I was pretty pissed, obviously. But I mean, blame goes everywhere. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's just a better play caller, like a better coach. I mean, we're it's third and seven. We're throwing these short, like two yard, three yard passes, trying to make a man miss when we don't have a field goal kicker. Like, yeah. Um, and then that play at the end, and there's just no hustle. Like, you know, Gallup um, gives up on that one play. Like. You can you can blame Dak and Gallup on that one. He gives up like, oh, he's not throwing it to me. I'm covered. And he could have like played defense there. Schultz at the end, like he doesn't. Oh, that was such a killer. He doesn't get his right foot oh. down to get 15 extra yards. Where we sent out that stupid play where Zeke's our freaking and just like <laughs> no hustle. Like the story was Dan Quinn interviewing. Oh, he's not going to have time. The defense is going to look luster. The defense like the 49ers to 19 points no rushing yards like that's their game and then our offense just sold after our defense played their hearts out so it's just like it can go around the whole offense yeah 
Camden, it's, it's, a, it's a great point. We had not gotten to Dalton Schultz yet. I mean, mental mistakes, right? Mental errors, not to stay focused to make sure that both of your feet are in bounds. Now, I don't know if it would have done anything, but it obviously sets up for a Hail Mary, which I know is very difficult, but it, it sets up at least for a Hail Mary that you could attempt as opposed well, to... Uh, like a 60-yard one, though, which is... It would have been that, a... I don't know if that can throw that I far. Know, I don't know, but... Rather than what he's talking about, yeah. Camden saying, which is that ridiculous end of the game, Zeke Elliott snapping the football. Like, on what ayahuasca trip yeah. did someone come up with that idiotic formation? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Also, uh, the they should never fair caught that punt. Either let it go or try and return it. Yeah, <laughs> Turpin, Turpin screwed that. It was great. <laughs> screwed that one up. There were so many problems. And there's no way they – did anyone think they were going to – Go 93 yards with 50 seconds left and no timeouts? Absolutely not. But no, somehow, no with faith. 30 seconds left, you thought they were going to go 80 yards last year. Um, they had 32 seconds, no timeouts, and had it at their own 20. They I, had no chance then either, but everyone assumed. I thought there was more of a chance then. Because at least they got it over midfield. Yeah, yeah, with 12 <laughs> like, seconds left. But still, I mean, no, I did not have No, last night, you're right. Last night did not even. We're not. When he I, fair caught it at like the six, I was like, oh, oh and, then, and then Dak almost took a safety on the first play. I, it's one of the great mysteries of that game, how Eric Armstead, who weighs 360 pounds, <laughs> did not wrap up Dak Prescott. I think he was worried about getting a rough in the pass. Yeah. And how Dak just bounced off of him was pretty interesting, too. That was a wild series. <laughs> it was like, oh, he's going to have a safety. Oh, wait a minute. Now he's at the three. And now he's throwing it out of bounds. Okay, who cares? Uh, Philip is in Arkansas. Philip, how are you? Oh, depressed. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I do agree with Perloff, and yes. here's why. <laughs> so all of the Cowboys' warts were on full display last night. It wasn't a couple. It wasn't one or two. The offense couldn't run the ball after Pollard got out. So Zeke is trash. I think he needs to go. You have our offensive line that wasn't given Dak time. You have the receivers missing catches, even though they were contested. The the drop by C.D. Lamb, I think, in the second or third uh, when he was on a crossing route, I think it was like a 20, 30-yard play, and the ball was in his hands, and he dropped it. Um, You had that. You had the fact that we couldn't stop the run, to save our life. You have the fact that our uh, cornerbacks were over-pursuing the entire game. And so you literally all of the warts were on display. But I've said it all year. The Eagles, the Niners, and the Cowboys are number one, number two, and number three in the NFC. I'm not mad that the Cowboys got knocked out. It is sad that our season's over. But I fully believe that the Dallas Cowboys ended their season and they could hold their heads up high in saying that, listen, we are still top three in the NFC, and on any given Sunday, uh, I think Phillip, that game is a 50-50 uh, point. Phillip, I, I, you know what? You're probably looking at it from a very healthy point of view, and, I'm, and I, I commend you for that despite being depressed, but I got to be honest, that is loser's mentality. That is losers, losers lament when it comes to professional football. Like, being one of the top three, congrats. Like, no pats on the back here. Like, whether you think the Cowboys roster is Super Bowl worthy or not, you're here in the divisional round. Your game is tied at halftime. You're on the road playing a very difficult team. You have the better quarterback, in theory. You've got to win that game. I can't take that loser's mentality. Uh, so, okay, so you're just going to rip 31 teams that don't win the Super Bowl? No, Is no, that how this works? No, how this works 
are teams like Jacksonville and teams like the New York Giants get to say, we're building something. Hey, this was okay. We were one of the final six teams, what, eight teams. We get to say we were building something here. Those teams get to feel good. Not the Cowboys, Cowboys not the Bills. Those teams don't get to feel good today. The Cowboys were on the road. No, they don't feel good, but the Cowboys were on the road against the hottest team in the league. And were neck and neck at halftime, even though they probably shouldn't have been, but they were. No, they should have been probably up by Yeah, they probably should have been up by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I I don't think the the Cowboys were not favored in that game. I don't think that was a disappointing outcome like the Bills game. The two were completely different. And I agree with that guy. You get in the tournament every year. That's it's kind of baseballish. There's a lot of weird balances. Oh, I think it's absolutely different than baseball. Baseball is so. Oh fluky. come on, the Rams and the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year on a bunch of random bounces. The Rams weren't even the. The Rams probably shouldn't have been there at all anyway. If Jacuski Jard had caught an interception, the Niners go. How this many Hall of so Famers fluky. are going to be on the Rams? Yeah, but from they, that team, how they, many guys are going in? They Five? easily, easily could have been out of that game against the Niners. Easily. Okay, but they found a way to win. Found a way to win. The Niners blew that game totally. Okay. When history looks back, though, on that Rams team, it's not going to feel that fluky when you have, when you look at all the talent. You think Stafford's going to the Hall of Fame, yeah. Aaron Donald, when yeah. you have Jalen Ramsey, when you have Vaughn Miller's on that team, we have Cooper Cup totally. on that team, Sean McVay's their head coach. That's not going to feel fluky. But it was fluky. But it no, was. It wasn't. I mean, it was a bounce here and a bounce there. You want to know why it wasn't fluky? Is because they finished and shut the door on the Bucks. The, the game before in the divisional round. Okay. And they they probably should have lost that game, but they came up with the no, play were, to, to end were, the game. They were up 21 points in that game. They were way up in that game. It was so different. And when they the needed, Niners had them up the whole game, and the Niners just couldn't close the door because the Niners were kind of young or inexperienced. I don't even know. But the Niners probably had as many Hall of Famers as they do in they that game. They were the defending Super Bowl champs. No, 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 the the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm saying the the, right. the game before. Right, that was a that great, was that was a great plays. win, but it was a fluky win over the Niners for sure. That was a bounce here and a bounce there. That's how these NFL playoffs are. No, you oh okay. So they you agree with me? They should have lost that game. The Niners. No, the Niners had them had the door closed. It hit the guy right in the lap. Game over right there. I yes, it, that one. They probably the Niners should have won that game. Yes, they but, they screwed up. But, but to be honest, like I don't find. Football playoffs fluky like baseball playoffs. Uh, 13 seconds. The Bills definitely. Dude, not fluky. How is that? That was so fluky. It was a bounce here and a bounce there. Pro off. No, it's not fluky. You want to know what that was? That was bad defense by the Bills who allowed not only Tyree Kill, but Travis Kelsey to beat them in 13 seconds and then in overtime. That's not fluky. That was the defense failed. And to be uh, honest, the Bills should have known that and probably parted ways with Leslie Frazier. I, I don't get, know. I think it's closer to baseball. I think there's an unpredictability about it. And trust me, the Cowboys winning 12 games and getting into this contest in the NFC, I agree with them. The NFC is not its not the AFC right now. Yeah, I, no, I think they different. still have a chance. It, it is the inferior conference. I'll give you that as an Eagles fan. I will admit there's no Burrow. There's no Mahomes. You challenged me on this all year. I know. but uh, You were like, no, but the he's NFC right is about, right he's there. He's right about the Cowboys. This is... The, the conference. And by the way, okay, whatever. That Niners team was <laughs> yeah. pretty good last year. They still had they Debo. Last year. They still had Bosa. They still had Warner. So I, I don't know. I don't even know where we get. Where that, where the, how that even start? Oh, that guy was okay with the. Uh, yeah, he's okay with the, with them being one of the how, last three, the top three in the NFC. They will you at least admit on some level they lost to the better team. Um, they lost to the better team, but. That doesn't take away from the fact that they they had it. Like 
they were right there. And if Dak doesn't throw those two interceptions in the first half, Ah, those are wild swings of points. You throw a pick in the red zone. I mean, that is massive. I don't know. The Niners controlled the ball all second half. How about you you recover a muffed punt right in in the red zone? You don't even take a shot at the end zone? I got to tell you, you, settle though, for the field goal losers with no run game. The Cowboys were fighting an uphill battle and that was going to be tough. That's just my thought. I think the nine, even if they had got ahead of the Niners, the Niners started to control that game in the second half big time. And they had long, long drives. So losing, just Pollard, disagree. Losing Pollard was massive. Uh, I'll agree with you there. Massive eight, five, five, two, one, two, four CBS, eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. All right. See you guys. Do we have a poll up? I think we do. What is it? Samter? Is Dak taking too much heat today? And what are the early results? Let's take a look here. The early results are 56% say no, he deserves the blame, and 44% say yes, he is taking too much heat. Okay, so it's close. You can go to at Maggie and Pearl. You can vote there. We are live on youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio right now if you want to come hang out. Of course, we're across the country on CBS Sports Network. We will continue to explore Dak Prescott's role in yesterday's loss. How else to say it? We have so much more to get to as well, including you'll hear some sound from Jerry Jones coming up in just a moment on the future of Mike McCarthy. All right, it's time to ask the pros where you guys can ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link. CBSSportsRadio.com slash AskThePros or tweet your question at CBSSportsRadio using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Perloff just looked at me at the break goes, you know who's good? It's like, who is it? Joe Burrow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering if you were watching the game at any point said, is this guy ever going to let up? Is he going to screw up somewhere? And he just did not. When they had 100 yards of offense and there were still two minutes left to go in the first quarter, I was like, I think we're, I think they're in trouble. <laughs> I think the Bills are in trouble today. Uh, we will get to that. Uh, we will get to the Bills and the Bengals. 855-212-4CBS. But it's funny because we all watch the same game but we're just not seeing it the same way. I think that Dak Prescott deserves a lot of the blame for yesterday. Perloff thinks he's getting way, way too much of it. And, and we want to hear from you. Um, Mike McCarthy is also part of this. So here was Jerry Jones speaking after the game about, and he's asked the question whether or not this loss changes your mind on Mike McCarthy. Jerry, you said before the Tampa Bay game that nothing that happened that night could impact your thoughts on head coach Mike McCarthy. Does a result like this change anything in your mind with him? No. 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 Not at all. Do you believe him? Oh, yeah, because he, I think he was going to keep Mike McCarthy even if they lost to Tampa Bay, let alone <laughs> the fact that he beat Tom Brady. I, I felt yeah. like McCarthy was already safe coming into this game. I do, too. I mean, the other thing, though, is Sean Payton is out there, but... Yeah, but he hasn't been linked it much to the Cowboys. He really hasn't because he's doing now multiple interviews with the Denver Broncos. He just finished up an interview, our buddy Jonathan Jones reporting with uh, Carolina today, that interview that got moved. Um, Arizona is on the table. So, Well, I saw a pregame on the Fox set. He picked the Niners to win the game by four or something, I knew right then that he wasn't going to the Cowboys. Because if he was going to go to the Cowboys, yeah, you gotta... he couldn't bet against them. <laughs> yeah, that's like, you know, rear-end kissing 101. <laughs> it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, your yeah. future boss. <laughs> like, come on. Rear-end <laughs> kissing. Or at least setting up the idea. What am I that... supposed to say? We're on... say ass. We're on terrestrial radio. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Jeez, some reason, Sander, re- PG seven. Re- rear end kissing is somehow even worse. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sound worse. <laughs> I, well, what would you like me to say? Well, let's just move on. Tush kiss. Okay, let's go. Uh, Jay is in Alabama. Our buddy Jay's going to make a comparison that's not going to sit well with me. What do you have, Jay? Well, I, I was going to call in and you know, take shots at you like a like a smoking hot breath heathen, but you know what? I'm too grown for that. <laughs> Mother raised me right. Perloff, how you doing, bro? I'm in a great He's mood. He's great. E-A-G-L-E-S. Yeah, I'm baby. You, we crip walking into it, but <laughs> um, but man, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, one of our guys down here on the radio down here, um, like he did say, and he's from Dallas, and he was agreeing with Perloff, like, you can't really blame all that on Dak because the receivers really wasn't really, really helping them out. But at the same time, it's like I've been saying Dak should leave Dallas because any quarterback that did not play with the playmaker or did not play with uh, Emmitt Smith, every quarterback after that, it's like a curse that, that basically Jerry Jones does. It's, it's that, that overhyped hype machine. They need to kill the hype machine. Mm. And get back to just being a football team and not an entertainment speculist, uh, speculator, or whatever you call it. But yeah. Jay, you're not advocating for anyone to take out Jerry. He just needs to take a step back. We don't need to take him out. Yeah, that's exactly. He, he just needs to just like chill, step back. But you know what? Same thing with Al Davis. Everybody chill, step back. It did not happen. But yeah. what uh, the, uh, one of our guys down here on the radio on on Josh Radio Nine, he was saying. Like, when, if, when is people going to start talking about Josh Allen like they talk about Dak? Because, I mean, if you guys, you know, you're, you're, you're West New Yorkers, a.k.a. West Sider Riders, yeah. like if you have another <laughs> if you have another season like this, another um, slip-up yeah. like this in the playoffs, when are y'all going to start talking about Josh Allen Definitely. like this? Oh, my God. No, I mean, listen, Jay, appreciate it, and you always bring something smart to the table. We appreciate your contributions. Josh Allen's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Number one, but you're right about the inability to like win the big game and being great in the regular season. And then when you get to the postseason, now listen, the thing about Allen, and again, we'll talk more about this later as we get on with the show, but the thing about Allen and the Bills is last year was the year. And they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime and they blew a lead late. And last year was the year. This year, they actually had a better record in the regular season. But ever since Allen's elbow injury, he started throwing some pretty bad interceptions. And nobody, whether it was the elbow or not, no one was there to rein it in. Because for every awful interception, you get two wow plays. Like, oh my gosh, how did he throw it 50 yards flat-footed on the opposite hash? And it makes everybody think that that is what's going, that he's going to bail everybody out. And what you saw against the Bengals was actually a well-run offense where the quarterback didn't even have to be Superman, and he ended up being the the better QB. Joe Burrow is now the better quarterback. And Allen can't claim it's not Mahomes and Allen anymore. It's Mahomes and Burrow. And Allen's going to be lucky if he's this, the third wheel in this conversation because there's so many talented teams in the AFC. Again, we'll get to that later. Uh, I don't know. I would have liked to see that game indoors and see what happens. Well, but that's that's not going to happen. Well, I know. My taxpayer dollars are going to build <laughs> a new outdoor stadium in Buffalo. I I don't know that it's that cut and dry. Also, Allen didn't throw any meaningful picks in that game yesterday. 
So it's not the picks. He threw one at the end, but it doesn't matter because not a, nobody could nobody could run the way they wanted to on Buffalo, and everybody looked short-footed on Cincinnati. I do not understand this. They got so lucky that Allen's arm was moving slightly forward oh, yeah. on two of those plays, and then they got even the gift of the of the touchdown for the Bengals getting overturned, even though, I mean, Chase had the ball a million different ways going to the ground. It's like, well, I they couldn't do you, anything with it. I did not, we're going to get into that next hour, because I did not understand the controversy around that call. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you why it was controversial. I, I, I get why people were upset about it. Because, yeah, I, I under, cause they want that to be a catch. I want that to be a catch. Not against the team I root for, but I want that to be a catch. Uh, Javier quickly is in Pennsylvania. What's up, Javier? Hey, Maggie. Hey, Perlow. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Great, bud. What do you think about Dak and the Cowboys? Listen, I, I think his starts at the top with Jerry Jones. I mean, he's the only owner that, you know, that takes care of, of the GM spot. Can you imagine if, if he just owns the team and let someone else DM, you know, I think that Prescott wouldn't have the contract that he does. And they're kind of forcing Zeke Elliott to, to do the job when Pollard can do it himself. Yeah. But I mean, I, Pollard I, got hurt, yeah. Javier. There was, they, they didn't have anyone to go to. I think Javier's point is accurate though. That's, Jerry probably has made some big mistakes as GM. And by the way, Mike Brown, the Bengals owner, and they're in the Final Four, is also the GM. So it's not the only situation. But the question is, is I do think there's a real question. Does Jerry Jones fall in love and are his contracts the right ones? Yeah. I think he's overpaid some guys. Well, I mean, but don't forget the Dak Prescott contract because they were playing hardball with him yeah. to the point where they couldn't agree on a contract. And then Dak got hurt in the season when the went in the tank, and they're like, oh my gosh, look yeah, at life without Dak Prescott. <laughs> exactly. That one backfired. 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, the one injury that is hanging over championship weekend. More of your Dak Prescott calls and my tears in the next hour. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this.